Please take a seat. Thank you to Hannah and the team for leading us so sensitively. I just um, just want to keep commending. I want to commend uh, Susan for being so brave and stepping out in these things. This is one of the things that I'm going to share this morning. I'll, I'll come to a notice in just a moment, but I just feel to seize the moment. Um, I'm not putting this on Susan at all. I, I have a friend who, back, back in the previous church I was in, who was very prophetic. She she would see things and hear things and smell things <laughs> all the time. And she, 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 she and I had a good friendship because she said, I don't know whether to bring these things. And I used to encourage her to do that because she said, sometimes I, I just think I'm going nuts, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, but I, I know that for those of you who are prophetic or do feel things or sense things, you think, shall I? Shan't I? Should I? You know, um, you're here in a little bit. I'm saying, yes, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And if we get a few wacky things, weird things, and we go, oh, what does that mean? doesn't matter. Because actually, what you'll find over and over again, um, by the way, if you're waiting for the sermon to start, it's starting now. <laughs> but, uh, but, but as we do share these things, as we get braver and we share these things, Sometimes you bring something. I keep telling the story at the moment of spaghetti bolognese. Some of you are going to get bored of it, but some of you have heard me tell it two or three times now. But I had a very dear friend who was, went to a meeting. He was praying before the meeting. He was praying about the chairs. And about the second, third row, he got this vivid smell of spaghetti bolognese. And he felt the Lord said, I want you to say spaghetti bolognese. He said, I'm not saying spaghetti bolognese to the church, you know. And uh, anyway, the worship carried on. He could smell spaghetti bolognese. He knew that's what it was. And uh, anyway, eventually he was brave enough because he'd known the Lord moved before. So he very tentatively sort of pointed very vaguely to an area and he said, does the word spaghetti bolognese mean anything? Thinking, oh God, you know, what, what, why make me do this? At which point a couple who were well known in the church, a married couple, broke down in tears. Because people didn't know that they were having real battles and struggles in their marriage. And that just before the meeting, she had thrown an entire bowl of spaghetti bolognese at her husband. It had smashed against the wall and had all gone down the wall. Um, and God broke into their situation, brought healing and encouragement. And, uh, you know, and in that sense, but it wasn't like... God exposed them, you threw spaghetti bolognese. You know, it wasn't that. It was just, does the word spaghetti bolognese, I feel weird. So what I'm just trying to say, Susan, I want to commend you in the Lord. I really want to commend you in the Lord. I want to encourage you, keep going. Keep being you. That's what this morning's message is, by the way. If you want a title, be you. Okay? Be you. Because I trust the Spirit of God in you. But also, I trust the Spirit of God in me. And, and if you want to test things and you think, oh, this feels proper left field. And, and I can stand with you and I can go, yeah, it does feel left field. I'll, I'll stand with you while you bring it. You still bring it. But, you know, but just even standing there this morning in royal blue. Now, I don't know. I'd love to hear. If that royal blue shout meant something to someone, please say, because it will be such an encouragement to Susan as she stepped out and sh- shouted. 
But even that, the sense of the royal blue and then the crimson. And, but there are colours. God speaks to us. Mike, by the way, this is all Mike Grove's fault this morning because he prayed that I would go off piste and pray and do things that um, weren't in my notes. So here we are. It's already happening, Mike. So that's being fulfilled as well. And there's another prophetic man who, Mike, just keep going with what God puts in your heart. Don't, don't hold back. Just keep doing it. Um, but God will show us um, this is the sermon, by the way, okay? So, um, <laughs> I don't know what planet I'm on today. Um, there will be pictures. There will be colours. Some of you will see in images. You'll get a colour. Now, wonderful pictures of colours in the Bible. Colours have powerful meaning in the Bible. The royal blue, crimson, other... So, think about scripturally. Always take your mind immediately to scripture, You know, the Apostle Paul says, he says, I pray with my mind and I pray with my spirit. I remember talking with someone about the gift of languages. We sometimes call it the gift of tongues. And this man said, but I open my mouth and I empty my mind. And I said, please don't empty your mind. Fill your mind with the Lord Jesus. Fix your eyes on him and pray with your spirit. And we don't empty our minds. And he was shocked. He'd been taught by a church to to empty his mind, close his mind as it were, empty his mind, and just let the Spirit pray. But I believe it's as the Spirit, as we meditate on the Lord, as we meditate on his word, we love his word. We're never going to move away from this. This is the highest priority. This is the highest authority. Somebody say amen, please. Okay, so what we do is we fill our minds with with the Spirit of God. But the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. So he leads us into truth. So one of the things that are in my notes to say, and whether I get to them or not, I don't know, but is that we get frightened we're going to a hurt or we're going to offend. We're worried, what if? But the truth is, if I'm submitted and surrendered to the Word, and if I'm submitted and surrendered to the Spirit, if my desire is to build, to strengthen, to encourage, to build up, then don't be afraid. Because I'm full of the Spirit, and I'm full of the Word. Um, I just want to remind us, first of all, um, I have got some Bible verses as well, okay, so don't panic anybody. Um, I want to remind us of the lemon tree word, forgive the smallness, I will read it out, um, that Rodney brought us. But also, it's a, it's a, it was a tenth, yeah, a tenth, it's a ten-year word, if you remember. Let me read... This word that he gave us uh, almost a year ago now. The lemon tree, which he saw at uh, Osborne House. Amazing uh, lemon tree growing at Osborne House. It's something that growing that shouldn't grow in this country. But it was up against a south-facing wall near the coast in a sheltered spot. Apex, God is growing you on a south-facing wall. Because he's growing something that doesn't normally grow here. He's growing a church that you wouldn't normally expect to see on the Isle of Wight. You will not be limited by your setting or geography. Do not limit yourselves by an island mentality or a sense of what can and can't be achieved here. Don't be limited by previous history or experience. The lemon tree was healthy. It was very green, it was substantial, and it was very fruitful. It had lots of lemons on it. And he actually took a picture at the time that we've got of it uh, this time last year. That is the church I want to grow here, says God. And then there's little headings, a healthy church. 
People who know who they are in Christ and have the life of Christ flowing through them. This church will be characterised by life. And the needy and the desperate will also find health and freedom here under your shade. A substantial church. You will be bigger than you would expect, proportionate to your population. But it's not just about numbers, it's to do with strength and stature. I'm building a church of stature. You will attract people from cities. A fruitful church. You will bless not just cows, not just the Isle of Wight, but the nations. He's calling forth fruitfulness from wherever people from Apex find themselves. And those who've lacked fruit will become fruitful. You are about to enter a new decade of fruitfulness as you enter your tenth year. But the reason the lemon tree was healthy, substantial and fruitful, was all down to the fact that it was growing very close to the wall. And so you will be these things if you grow very close to Jesus. Stick very close to him. Don't stray from him because it's in his shelter you will be fruitful, drawing upon his life. And then there's that key text, John 15, about abiding. Abiding in the vine and the, and the father being the gardener and abiding in Jesus. And that's a key text in all of that. I just want to remind us, I, I don't want us to keep um, reading it loads and loads and loads, but I want uh, from time to time to remind us, and certainly at the start of this term, and as we're uh, celebrating in a few weeks our 10th anniversary, which is, a, is amazing, um, I just want to remind us of some of these things. I want to highlight a couple of these things again. We want to honour the prophetic. We value the prophetic gift. Uh, Rodney has a track record. He's trusted um, by other, other leaders and, and when you get a word like this you don't want to just lose it you don't want to just dismiss it now it's a 10 year word so some of it is like well we've got to see how things will unfold in the, in the weeks and year, months and years to come and we'll be able to test a word like this in 10 years time and say what did God do? what did he do? Well, how much lemonade did we get to make um, over those years? so But what is so key in that word, and just coming through even again this morning, the reason the lemon tree was healthy, substantial and fruitful was all down to the fact that it was growing very close to the wall. And we need to hear that. Need to keep hearing that as a church, that there's that invitation, my sheep, do we hear it this morning? My sheep follow me because they know my voice. Stay close. How do they know the shepherd's voice? Because they've been around the shepherd a lot. They recognize his voice. And so God is calling us to be a people who are around the shepherd a lot, who are around his words. Just love the worship, Hannah, this morning, and love the songs. But those songs are, what are they doing? They're calling us to the Lord. They're pointing to the Lord. They're not, first of all, it's not wrong to sing songs about us, and what God's doing in us, and we have some of those songs. But actually, there are songs that are calling us into his presence, reminding of us who he is, his nature, his heart. And as we are constantly reminded of that, so we recognize his voice. And I, and I believe that there's something that God uh, is doing in us and with us. So as I said, we had these three evenings uh, of prayer 
And uh, I can't remember which evening happened on which, I think it was the first evening, God really just began to encourage us to pray for one another. And we started crossing the room and praying for one another. And um, I went to pray for Maggie. Uh, Maggie was stood uh, further over there. And I went to pray for Maggie. And as I laid my hand, this is one of the things that happens with me, and I don't know about you. But as I take a step to go towards someone to bless them, that's when I believe there's an activation. And that's a word that I think God is laying on my heart a lot since the summer, that there's something that's activated. I'm ready to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. So I'm going towards Maggie and I feel a sense of, I want to pray for her. I want to bless her. I want to build and encourage her. So I'm activating my spirit. I'm activating um, myself to be a blessing. And as I got to her, I put my hand on her shoulder. I got a vivid picture. And that's one of the things that happens for me sometimes. It may happen to you. But as I often I find that is as I just put my hand on the shoulder of someone, there's a connection in God. Um, needs to be appropriate and careful, uh, particularly male, female, and all of those things. So just on the shoulder, I just activating the spirit, wanting to be a blessing. And I got a vivid picture. Um, and this is the picture that I got. In fact, it wasn't those other three. This was the first picture I got. How many of you remember the Bunsen burner at school? You remember? How many of you remember playing that game where you put your hand through the, through the yellow? Because that flame doesn't actually, well, the bit up there anyway, doesn't really have any heat, does it? And so we all stand there going like this, like that. And then our friend would turn it and do something to it and suddenly you get your hand, hole in your hand. But anyway... Hopefully there wasn't too much of that. But that was the picture I got as I prayed for Maggie to begin with. Just this sense of picture of Bunsen burner. But as I've been meditating, and I'll carry on in just a second with it. As I'm meditating out later this week and through the week, I've realised, I believe this is for us as a church, uh, as it was also for, for Maggie, that often when God gives us things, they're not just for an individual, they can often be for more um, so don't, don't be afraid to give it to more and to give it to others and don't be afraid by the way to repeat pictures I'm not adverse if God gives me a picture for one person and I feel it is for another person I will give it now I don't want to just do something for the sake of it but if I feel it's for another person I will give it Okay. so I'm, hopefully I'm doing a bit of activating and sharing even as I'm talking here now but as I prayed for Maggie I prayed for the fire of God but I got this vivid picture because I was, re- I was remembering. I thought, but I know it doesn't stay as that sort of red flickering one. I know it goes to that, that blue powerful one which really gets very hot and where the heat is. And I was thinking, what did, you, what, what did we used to do? What did we do? And I, I got my picture of me with my blazer and my tie and the big high, the big high benches uh, and the big stools. And the, we never used to have glasses or anything like that in those days. You said, the teacher would lob chemistry things around and things would blow up and there were no screens and no glasses or anything. But I was thinking, how did we used to... And what we used to do, if my memory serves me right, there was a little sleeve halfway down which you turned. So I'm praying for Maggie. Maggie doesn't know this is all going on in my head. I'm thinking, well, what was it? Oh, yeah, it's the oxygen mix, the gas and the oxygen. And, and as you turned it, there was a, the flame became more intense it's focused. And I just as I was doing that in the Spirit and turning it in the Spirit, I felt the Lord say, the Word in the Spirit. The Word, the oxygen and the gas. And actually that, that balance, the tension in God, the, 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 
the tension in the right, in the positive sense, not the negative sense, but the, the, the getting the mix of the word. We believe in the words. So we preach from the word, we teach from the word, we stand on the word, we quote the word, we pray the word, we speak the word. But we also believe in the gift of the Holy Spirit. We love the Spirit, we welcome the Spirit. We're open to the Spirit, and so, but sometimes we can be one or the other. And so we can actually be, oh, full of the Spirit, this is wonderful, oh, la di da di la And everybody's going, oh, you know, that depth. There's not much depth there. There's a lot of hot air, um, but not much depth. You know, a lot of waving around and flapping around. But, it, it, but on the other hand, we can at times get very intense and very locked down and actually... To quote my mum from years ago, we're so heavenly minded with no earthly use. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I don't think we can be uh, too heavenly minded. And in many ways, Paul, Paul has been pulling us to that, hasn't he, in the last couple of preaches that Paul's given. But we can, there's an intensity where we can get locked down and we can miss what God is doing by his spirit around us. But actually what we want is that word and the spirit. I believe that, that that's what God is calling us. And, and I just felt to pray. It wasn't in any sense a criticism for Maggie. It was more that the Lord would come and intensify the gift of God in her. That he would, he would bring that, that, that blue, blue light of power. You know, that, and and what, you can really start cooking with that, literally. Um, and, uh, but actually, that's for us as a church. And as I was meditating on that, and... Uh, Thinking about that, the phrase that came into my heart, and I've been praying quite a lot on and off this week about this and what to bring today and each of the evenings. It's like, Lord, what do you want me to bring as this sort of bit of a launch as we go again into this a new term and into this next season? I recognize for us as a church with the holiday dynamic that actually from now, September through to next May, in many ways is a core time for us as a church. It's our core time. I'm, I'm beginning 20 months of being here now. I'm beginning to understand the rhythm a bit more of the island, the rhythm even of the church. And actually now, through to next May, is a core time, I believe, God will quit, do some equipping, teaching and releasing. Because come May, we all know what happens here, don't we? Everything gets a bit loosened and we're here, there and everywhere and people are coming and people are going and, and, and that's okay and that's part, I believe, of how God's called us to be. But it's this, this, next, this next academic bit for us, as it were. What's God doing? And as I was thinking about that and praying about that, a phrase that I felt, um, and I couldn't get the right kind of picture, so I haven't got a picture, so I'll leave the Bunsen burner at the moment, but in my head, it was a classroom picture, and I felt this phrase, Apex, I'm taking you, this is a season of taking you into the classroom. I just want to unpack that for a few moments. I believe that we're entering a season at the moment of, and I'll, I will bring a couple of Bible verses into this in just a second, but a season of learning and growing, I'm going to use a word, experimenting, Okay? Even this morning, even this morning, some of the things that are going on, um, I'm, I'm just saying to people, no, go for it. Don't, you know, I'm ready to help weigh things, and others of us are ready to help weigh, but actually, I trust you guys. You know, I know your heart. Now, if something gets completely off-center or it's not of God, 
I, Ashley, Paul, we need to be brave and just step up there and go, "Mm, does the Bible actually say that? But you know, I know your hearts, your hearts are to bless. So we actually just need to start stepping out a bit. And actually that's, I believe that's happening. This is a this is a word of activation, okay, in case you hadn't already understood that. And I think what Jazz brought to us last week, that picture she brought, and I think that was at the heart of why she was supposed to be here last week, was part of that. We'll come to it in a minute. But it's a place, it's okay to learn. Do you know that? It's okay to learn. I'll give you a little illustration in a minute. But it's okay. We don't start off perfect. In fact, we won't become completely perfect until we see Jesus face to face. And so it's okay to learn. I remember years ago when I was trying uh, to move in the gifts of the Spirit, and I, because of my background in the brethren, I longed, I eagerly desired to prophesy um, for sure, but I longed to pray in tongues. I longed to pray in the Spirit. And when I, I did get filled with the Spirit, baptised with the Spirit, whatever language you want to use, it was very distinct for me on a particular day. It's not always the case for everyone, but for me it was. But I just got two words that I knew were spiritual words that God had given me in my heart. And I thought, well, I've only got two words. I can't use, you know, I just used, used these two words in, in sort of prayer, backwards and forwards, like a ping pong. I would bat them backwards and forwards. And I, I talked to my friend who was further on in these things in God, and I said, how do I get more words? And he said to me, you've got to practice. And I said, practice? You know, I was horrified by the word practice. Because to me, I used to sit on the edge of my bed and open my mouth, literally, like that, and wait for God to put words in my mouth. Like somehow the hand of God would put something in my mouth. I literally would sit there as an older teenager, like this. And nothing would come. I had no one to teach me and help me to understand I activate my spirit, I begin to read the scriptures, the psalms, begin to praise, begin to give thanks, um, begin to fix my attention on him. And as I do that, I begin to overflow in praise and that gift of, of languages began to flow. But to start with, the word practice was a bit, I thought you don't practice, you either got it or you haven't. I want to tell you, today I am practicing. Okay? In fact, that word, if you're into doing master's degrees and if you're into doing master's degrees and other things, you'll hear this word praxis, okay? Um, RGPs, I don't know how many of you got of them here today. We haven't got as many as we sometimes have. Um, but it's a GP's practice. Have you ever thought about that? Well, are they practicing or do they know what they're doing? <laughs> but actually, there is a place to grow all the time. Somebody say amen, please. It's a place to grow all the time. And I I believe for us, there are huge gifts in this church. Some of them need to be activated and released. Some of them we just need to begin to practice. Have a go. Have a go. Okay? But we're fearful of getting it wrong. It's one of the fears. It's one of the challenges. But what if I get it wrong? If we get going, I want to say to you, I want to say to you right now, okay, we are going to get some things wrong. I am going to make some mistakes. Some of you are going to make some mistakes. I want to say something else. That is okay. It's okay. Because it has to do with our heart. If the attitude of our heart is, I want to honour the Lord Jesus... 
I want to honour his word. His word is the highest authority. If I want to build, strengthen, encourage, 1 Corinthians 12 to 14. If I want to build, strengthen and encourage, then it's about my heart. Now sometimes I'm going to get it wrong. Sometimes I'm going to say spaghetti bolognese and everybody's going to laugh and go, Mark, what are you on about? Is there anybody, there's spaghetti bolognese? And everybody goes, no. Oh well. But one day I might say royal blue or crimson and someone in the room goes, you will have no idea what God has just done in my heart. Because I was prepared to have a go. Susan's prepared to have a go, or others of you prepared to have a go. Just, I just want to. I'm just going to pick up some. Rob and Sarah, I just feel at the moment the spirit of God is on you freshly, freshly. Even as you're releasing Tabby and and Beth as they go, you're, there's a letting go. But it's like the Lord saying. Even as you let go, and it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge to let them go overseas, uh, etc. But it's like the Lord saying, I'm resting on you with my grace. And Sarah, the way you're just starting to pray out. And Rob, I just, you need to know, as you came into that prayer meeting and then you're praying, and it's like God's at work. There's a spiritual mother and father that he's raising up here among <coughs> us. They're so gentle, they're so kind, they're... So quiet, but actually there's a real authority in God and a moving God. And don't be what you're not supposed to be. Don't try and be what God doesn't want you to be, but keep going. Keep stepping out. Keep praying. Keep crossing the line. Be blessed. Yeah, pray for you guys in a bit. Prophecy is an opportunity to cooperate with God. What has God said? So that's why I go back to a word like this quite regularly. And copies of it at the back there. Many of you, I know, have got it tucked into your Bible. But I I will go to a word like that. And I will say, okay, Lord, this is what we believe you've said. So where, where is the fruit? We're looking for the fruit. So we can look for fruit. The word of the Lord has come to us. And of course, the word, the word of the Lord also says, you will be fruitful. You will multiply. Genesis chapter 1. You will be fruitful. You will multiply. Now the enemy comes and the enemy tries to resist us being fruitful and multiply. But the word of the Lord says you will be fruitful and you will multiply and you will fill the whole earth. So if you're worried about putting the prophecy first, I'm not putting it first because it lines up with scripture. That's why I also want to honour prophecy. And that prophecy says that their fruit will come. But that fruit, it's like, okay, Lord, bring on the fruit. Nothing seems to be growing. But as we do this, we say, Lord, help me to be fruitful. This faithful man, faithful, faithful, faithful man. You speak, every time I see you, God speaks to me about faithfulness. Faithfulness. Steadily. Eugene Peter Peterson, a long journey in the same direction. <laughs> yeah, faithful, faithful. There's, I, just activate. If I say, well, where's the, where's the fruit? I'm waiting for the Lord to fulfill my ministry. Why doesn't the Lord give me space for my ministry? Are you activating? Are you stepping out? Oh my goodness, I, 
I am saying things that are on here, but not in the order that I wrote them down. And um, anyway, that's all right. Let me read two scriptures because they're so important. And are they in the order that I'm about to click? Yes, they are. Um, and then I want to show you a couple of little video clips just to, because um, I love Jazz's video clips. And so I said, Lord, help me to be more creative. I want some video clips. And so here we are. We'll see how we get on. But I'm not supposed to be Jazz. All right? I'm supposed to be me. <laughs> I can't be Jazz if I wanted to be. So um, practice, yeah. Here is one of my favourite stories of the Bible, but this is so much part of this. This is the story of Jonathan and his armour bearer. I've spoken on it here before. Many of you will know it. 1 Samuel 14. There's only two, two swords in the land. The king is literally sitting on one of them under the tree, and Jonathan has the other one. And it's this word, perhaps. All right? The Philistines are up there on the hill, And Jonathan says to his armour bearer, come on, let's go over and attack these uncircumcised fellows, these Philistines, these these Gentiles. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. It's a fascinating word there. It's like, perhaps. But you need to put it in the context of the very next word. Listen, see it? Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. See, Jonathan is not blindly going, come on, I fancy a bit of fight today. Let's see if we can have a bit of blood, you know. Um, Perhaps God will be with us, but if he's not, it doesn't matter. That's not what Jonathan is saying. And the armour bearer knows that because the armour bearer, if you read it, says, go ahead, I'm with you, heart and soul. I'm behind you. Somebody prayed for me this morning and said, Mark, we're, we're with you. We're behind you. You don't know how much that means. You don't know how that means. And I know that for you. So I want to say to some of you, it's like I'm saying to Susan, I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm behind you. Come on. Hannah J. Come on. I'm waiting. Leading worship. When is it? When's the date? You don't know. But I'm with you. I'm behind you. I'll come and, I'll come and stand if, you, if, you, if, you, if it'll help, but it won't. Because um, I waved my hands about too much. But... Let's stand behind one another, you know. But why does the armour bearer say, I'm with you, heart and soul? Because he knows Jonathan's heart towards the Lord. He knows the truth that Jonathan is living with. God has given him a sword. He needs to use what he's got. Okay? Because he then says, nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Jonathan knew his God. I'm going to take what I've got, No one else is using their swords. I'm going to take my sword and I'm going to go. Now he tests the Lord on the way. He checks to check that the Lord is in it, doesn't he? So as he goes up, if they call us up, we'll know it's the Lord. If they say, stay there, we're coming down to you, whatever, then we'll know God's not in this. So he tests it as he steps out, but he steps out. And God confirms it, so he goes on ahead and goes further, and uh, you you can read the story. And of course, the very first Philistine that gets killed, the armour-bearer then has also got a sword, hasn't he? And he joins in. Okay? So it's not blindly... we're We're not being invited. I'm not inviting you to blindly blunder. It's not as a church. The Lord's not saying to us as a church, blindly blunder. But he is saying, I'm taking you into a classroom. I want to grow you. I want to grow you. There are things I want to teach you, but you're only going to learn as you begin to step out. This is another one of my favourite verses. If I've ever prayed for you, it won't be long before I pray this verse. Um, Because this is a verse I often pray. 
because it helps people. This is Abraham, our father in God. Hebrews 11 by uh, 8. By faith, Abraham, when called, okay, so the call of God, when called to go, went to a place he would later receive as an inheritance. He obeyed and went, okay? He activated. The call comes. Some of us have had the call, but we're, somehow we're waiting for something else. But the call comes. He obeyed and went. But here's the key bit. Do you notice that? Even though he didn't know where he was going. You know, for some of us, sometimes you say, I really would move, love to move um, in, the, in the gift of healing. I want, to, uh, I, want to, I, want to, I want to move in power. I want to see cancers healed. I want to, I want to see uh, people being healed. Well, who have you prayed for? Oh, I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? I want to suggest to you that maybe cancer is a massive, big thing to start praying for, but if God gives you faith for that, go for it. But I've got all sorts of bits on me you can pray for. Okay? <laughs> So I've got, I've got osteoarthritis in my thumb. There it is. There's a lump. Somebody wants... You can pray for me every week until that lump goes, if you want. I've got faith. You can come practice on me. I, I hope this doesn't offend you. I believe I'm speaking in God. So if there are religious spirits, let them go in the name of Jesus. But I want to say, some of us, it, it's okay. So I've got a duff knee. But somebody prayed on Wednesday, Tuesday night... And the pain in my knee, my knee's not completely sorted, but the pain went. Now, I'm saying, more, Lord. Now, because of other things, I've got a duff hip as well. So if you feel you want to pray for a hip. Okay, I'm just being real. Um, Many of you don't know, I'm virtually blind in one eye. So if you want to go a bit of a bigger step and you want to start praying for an eye, come and have a go. I I want to keep this light, but I hope, am I releasing... I feel God reminded me this week, Mark, I brought you to the island to bring release, to raise up and release. I'm not here for a role. I'm not interested in a role and a title. I'm here to raise and release the people. That's what I want to do. I want to see you raised. I want to see you released. And I'll terrify the life out of you right now. At some point, God will probably take me somewhere else. Now, that's not code for I'm going next week, all right? Please... That is not. But what we are about is raising and releasing one another. I believe that this is what we're about at the moment. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom here this morning. I'm going to show you something. Um, I'm going to uh, just... uh, Apologies for the blatant grandparent moment coming up. But I believe it really indicative of where we're at at the moment. So we, start, we have to start somewhere, okay? We have to start somewhere. So you, you ready with a bit of, yeah? Okay. Okay, and this is, this is how we start. Okay, this is, this is his mum. The background's my middle daughter. And the voice that many of you will recognise, uh, shouting, come on then, is his grandma, who's not here today because she's lost her voice. So um, anyway... <laughs> Um, and this is how it is you know and the father's saying come on and we, did, we have a go and we, I said fall on my face now a day's coming there's a day's coming when it's, it's, it's gonna, we're going to get there we're going to get there but when will it be oh 
And then there's a day. Okay. The day does come. Look at his face. Oh. Grandchildren ruin you, don't they? Um, there it is. <laughs> Last week. Picking up conkers. Last week. Baby steps. Must be room for mistakes. Perhaps the Lord's. He goes, yeah, perhaps. Abraham said, he didn't know where he was going. Abraham didn't know all that God would take him through. But the word of the Lord came, come on then. Did you hear it? Come on then. Will you do it? Friends, I want to say to some of us, let's step out. If we fall over, let's fall over going forwards. Forgive the cliche, but let, let's fall over going forwards. Going, the Lord loves it. The, the delight in Katie. Did you hear Katie's voice? Well done. You know, it, that was one of the first times he'd walked that distance. Clever boy. Wonderful. It's time to take some risks. A friend of mine always used to say, faith is spelt R-I-S-K. If you know that one. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You see, as we step out in God, as we obey the call of God, as we say, yeah, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I'm eagerly desiring spiritual gifts. I want to build and bless. We're, we're going towards him. If we do fall over, I believe we fall over into the arms of God. Into the arms of God. He is there for us. And we will be there for one another. It's, it's one of our values, isn't it, when regions beyond, there for one another's success. We want to be there for one another. I do just want to remind you of, I want to remind you, yes, I want to remind you of Jazz's word from last week about the ice rink. I wished I'd wrote it. If anyone wrote it down in any detail, please can they let me have it? Because I, I didn't. But she talked about being on the ice rink. In fact, we might have recorded it, so I need to listen to it on that just suddenly realised. But she talks about being at that ice rink, doesn't she? And she says how she didn't really like ice rinks. But that whole thing of standing by the side and holding the wall, for those of you who've ever done ice skating, but that moment comes when you have to let go of the side and you have to begin to skate. You have to move out. But actually God has called us to move in his glory, to dance and spin for his glory, to, to display for his glory... But if, what if I fall? What if I crash? One of the things about that, that was August the 1st, August the 1st is the, the first one where he takes a step, or is it one and a half steps, and then he's falling down. September the 15th, only a month and a half later, he's walking around, picking up conkers, walking to uneven ground. But it starts with, take a step, take a step. Little baby once. People all around cheering on, godly mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers. People are there cheering you on. They're saying, it's okay, okay, have a go. Be activated, step out and see what God will do. There's a little phrase 
I will mention this. I, once or twice I've wondered, should I mention this or not? But I, I am going to mention it. When I first came here, it, already it doesn't happen so much, but it does still happen a bit. When I first came here, I used to be asked a question quite a lot. In the first few weeks, I was asked it a lot. And it was this, am I allowed? Regularly, people used to say to me, all across the church, am I allowed? Or do I have permission? And I just want to say to you, what's your heart? Is your heart to bless? Is your heart to build? Is your heart to honour the Lord Jesus, to raise him up, to make him the priority? Is your heart to be led by the word of God and by the spirit of God? Of course you're allowed. Now, if you want money for whatever it is, you might have to get in a queue. <laughs> if you need resources of people and a team, you might have to get in a queue. But if God is leading you... So Kay comes to me and says, um, I'm just really feeling God's laid on my heart to, to do a parenting course. I want to be a blessing. I've got lots of experience. So I sit with Kay, we talk about it, we, we look at the HTB parenting course, which I've got, by the way, to give you. But she's got loads of material. We're looking at material that's been useful in other churches. And I'm saying to her, of course. Do you need money? No, I don't need any money. Do you need a team? No, I don't need a team at the moment. I've just got a heart to do it. I believe it's going to be such a blessing both in this church, but I believe it will be a blessing in this community in the days ahead. But where does it start? We say, we're going to put on a great big parenting course for the whole of cows. No. Kay has got in her heart now, I'll tell you, I believe we will do parenting courses for the whole of cows. I prophesy that. I declare it. Genuinely. But you don't start there. You start with, just in my heart, just going to offer it. We might give some leaflets to Zoe so that she can tell the other ladies that come every week. Just so they're aware. Maybe one or two of them will come. They'll find how good it is and they'll go, you should go to this Little step. And then we get five steps and then people start to come to us. And I've heard stories about this all across our churches. People will come to us and say, you're that church that really, you've got something about parenting. Could you come and help us? That's what happens. The Isle of Wight Council comes, it says, could you help us to do parenting right across the island? Now today you go, ah, What? But God knows and he honours. So when we're faithful with the small things, then he unlocks and he unlocks and he unlocks. What happens if I fall over? We'll catch you. We'll stand with you. I'm saying to Kay, give it a go. What happens, life group leaders, what happens if nobody picks me all right, on, my, on my form? What happens if nobody picks my form? Well, it's okay. You were available. Nobody picks you this term. Be, be released. Be relaxed. Be, be free to have a, have a rest. Okay? So let's, let's not be afraid of having a go. And let's stand with one another. I tell you, I've never been in a church that's so encouraging and so supportive. The way you cheer me on and you cheer each other on. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Is there anything else that I wanted to say that I haven't said? And I should just leave and I've just realised what the time is. Um... It's because I'm having fun, you see. Um, Yeah, thank you. So I just want to mention a couple of things. So 
we're going to look uh, in the weeks ahead, we're going to look at Nehemiah. So if you want a book to read, have a look at Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah activated a people for a massive task. So he activated them. And I want, but people worked together. All sorts of different people, unusual people, worked together. So we're going to look at that. The other thing that I want us to look at is activating or understanding our spiritual gifts. What, what, what are the spiritual gifts that God's given you? How do you know what your spiritual gifts are? And then how do you begin to activate them? So in all sorts of different formats, in life group, in other groups, in other settings, I'll begin to start that conversation. I'll be sending things out to life group leaders. You can even do like a 36 question just to answer some questions. It begins to give you a flavor and a feel for the kind of gifts that you've got. Some of you will know your gifts. Some of you need to help others to understand the gifts that you've got and point them out in each other. So all those kinds of things. So that's what we'll be doing. So we'll be looking at Nehemiah and we'll be looking at spiritual gifts and who God, what God has given us and how we can uh, activate those. We've got some people who are also going to help us. So if you're looking at the weekly electronic news, please keep looking at that because there's going to be a lot of things going to be put on that in the, in the days and weeks ahead. A very dear friend of mine, Angela Kem, who you can read a lot more about her, South African. If you look on the news, uh, weekly news, you'll find out about it. She's going to come at the end of October, but she's someone who will really help to activate us. And, and, and just help us forward. Lovely, gentle gift, but a real anointing in God to activate the body of Christ. Um, she's going to come for a, a weekend. Um, uh, also, uh, some of you will know Greg. Greg and Tammy have started coming here. Next week, Greg is going to speak. And uh, uh, we had a series of things that he could have spoken on. And uh, I said to him, what's God laying on your heart? What's God saying to you? He said, I'd love to speak on the charge, which is Paul's charge to Timothy. I charge you to preach the gospel in season and out of season, that that wonderful verse. And and I thought, again, there it is again, activating the body of Christ. So I'm really looking forward to Greg. He travels all over the country speaking and preaching all over the place. I'm beginning to discover more about that. So I'm looking forward to him speaking next week on the charge and, and us being activated. I just want to mention this word of knowledge. I'll tell you a very, very quick story. I was in a meeting... And I, I'm praying that God will give us more and more of this, this gift of the word of knowledge. I was in a Sunday morning meeting just like this one. And I got this vivid, sharp pain in my shoulder. And I thought, there's nothing wrong with my shoulder as far as I know. I've got other bits, but my shoulder's normally fine. You know? thought, there's nothing wrong with my shoulder. And I just thought, no, Mark, come on, do it. Just bring it. So in this meeting, I said, if anyone's got a problem with their shoulder in any way, particularly if you can't raise your hand, I just believe God wants to meet with people and start to heal shoulders today. And so we began to pray and people were trying to, and some people obviously got frozen shoulders, got pains, issues with their shoulder. And unbeknown to me in the meeting was a man. He was the partner of a lady in the church. He wasn't a Christian. He'd been coming for some weeks to church and he'd just been watching and listening. Uh, He didn't know what to make of God, the Bible, all sorts of things. But he was there every week. Um, and what I didn't know is he had a chronic problem with his shoulder. And that morning, the Spirit of God just spoke to him, and he just thought, God, he said, okay, God, if you're there, if you're real, uh, I need you to show me. And uh, I said, how many of you, after we prayed, how many of you feel that God's been at work in shoulder? And people began to put their hands up like this, which was a sign. That man 
not only got healed, put his hand up in the air, he gave his life to the Lord Jesus that day. Um, and he now runs a large uh, charity outreach initiative as part of the church in, in Swindon, reaching out to the poorest of the poor and the broken of the broken. Um, and, he, and he works, does that in serving the church and serving the Lord through the word of knowledge. Can you just stand?